Hi, I'm Eloise Ultraman, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out with a new artist that I recently got introduced to, and you just dropped your debut EP, and I'm like kind of obsessing over it. And it's only been out for like a week. Eloise, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm. I just played a little show here at Atlantic. Um, it's a beautiful day in California. I just moved here, and really excited that my EP is out. Now, talk to me a little bit about this EP because I feel like one of the scariest things to to do as an as a musician is like releasing your debut single and also releasing that debut EP just because you want to make sure it's the right it's the appropriate way to kind of introduce yourself to the world like what was it about these like six tracks on this EP that like you felt created this body of work for you so it was a difficult choice picking which ones to put on sad bird the hurting phase but um as I was going back through my notebooks and everything that I had written during the which is when I wrote the CP, um, I noticed that a lot of the songs in the beginning were kind of the best because it was when I was really hurt the most. And um, there were tons of songs in between them, but there are a few that it's, it's like it took like five songs to get to one good one. Sometimes too, it's like they were all rough drafts because I was, tr I was still just like moving through all these different feelings at the time. Yeah. And I went back through and I chose the ones that meant the most to me when it comes to like an actual hurting phase and like the immediate um feelings that you have when your heart is broken and like i love that you do that with this with your music like i, I love how vulnerable you are with your audience um and you give this you give us this level especially with your voice uh you give us this level where like i start to feel like i'm part of that song like i start to feel like i'm in that experience as well like how do you go about that like do you when you're writing this music or these lyrics, like, do you know what you're writing or is this something that's just kind of flowing out of you while you're in that space? I mean, writing for me has always been therapeutic, like that I don't like talking about how I'm feeling like any of us do, um, but it's kind of my time to check in on myself and to understand really and like figure out what I am feeling. And I think one of the most amazing things about music is like the same way that I listened to music when I was younger was I'd listen to a song and like, yeah, I cared about what the artist was singing about, but I'd, I'd apply it to what I was going through. Mm. And that's one of the most special things I think like I've heard so far about, you know, feedback about these songs as girls and guys have been like, I feel this, like I needed this song. And there's something about feeling understood when you're going through something right. that's really important. Yeah, specifically like uh, with the, the single Her and... I find it interesting that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, like it, it it's the first song that you released on the EP, but it was the last one to kind of write. Yeah. Um, so how does that work for you? Because it's like this song wouldn't have existed if you if you thought you still needed one more song, right? Like, right. so how was that process for you? Like, how did you discover this song? How did this song kind of come to you? Well, I had walked into a write with my friend Dave Pittenger and Nolan Sype, who Nolan also wrote um, Carousel, which is on the EP with me. Another favorite for sure. Yeah, we love that one. Um, and I walked in with them, the EP is done. And they, you know, when you're a writer, like you're always trying to get, you know, cuts and stuff, because you write all these songs that don't go anywhere. And getting a song cut by me, it doesn't necessarily mean something, but it does mean the song will at least live out there somewhere. Um, and they're like, well, what's the EP missing? And I'm like, well, it's done. They're like, but what's it missing? I'm like, well, I did never write a song about her. And that's when Dave was like, we're writing a song about her. And I was like, no. So that's how it went that day. And honestly, there were just enough pages in my notebook about her anyways that I didn't even realize the song had been written for a year. 
And um, it was a really easy ride because it just kind of flowed out. And I realized at the end of it when I was driving home, I was like, the song isn't about her. It's about me. It's about the unraveling of someone. You know, when when you feel all those things, like when you love someone and when you're jealous and when you're heartbroken, it's like it wasn't about her. It was about me. <laughs> so. Yeah, to me, like it almost sounds like that's that's closure. Like that's what that yeah, song kind of is, which is interesting. Yeah, it was it was like closure for me. It was that's what songwriting is. You know, that's why we love it. Now, how how does that work for you? Like, because obviously, when you're writing it, you're going through that motion, or you're going through that moment all over again, that experience all over again. But then you perform it a couple times. Like, does that feeling or that anger or that sadness like does that ever go away, or do you feel like it gets stronger within every performance that you have? I mean, when I'm on stage, I, I used to be really nervous, but lately I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm really focused on sounding good and giving a good show when I can. Um, but there are times I get lost in the songs and it brings me right back, just like any song or smell can. You know, like when you are just immediately transported back to a time in your life or a time period. And it's not that I still feel as strongly as I did the night that I wrote that song and the night that I was crying, you know, in my closet or whatever. But I think it's that I, I feel for her, you know, and I, I remember the feeling and I, it can take me right back in an instant. Yeah. Now for you, like working with Dave Cobb, which incredible producer, like how did he one help you be comfortable during this like whole level of vulnerability? And two, how did he help you kind of discover your voice and your sound for this EP? Well, so I had already come to him with all the songs written. So the vulnerability was already there. But, you know, with producers, sometimes it's hard. It just depends on the producer. But a lot of songs are very track-based. So it's like the the music is level with the vocal. Yeah. And, you know, like there's a time and place for that. And there's a time and place for a song that you just want to get drunk to and dance to. But with Dave Cobb, like one of the most special things about him is that he really cares about the vocal. And he always says it's like the voice first and he loved the songs and honestly like we just walked in there and we played the songs how the demos were with the band I was in the vocal booth they were all there they all you know learned them and and then we go into the console room and that's when Dave would start you know producing it out but we already had the bones to it and honestly those days with Dave Cobb and the band were some of my favorite days um I was so sad when it was all over because I was like what am I supposed to do every day we had family dinners every night um, in the studio. There's like a huge dining room table. But I mean, the thing about Dave Cobb that is just so special is just in Nashville as well. Like, you know, it, this music, you know, it allows it to set itself apart from some of the stuff maybe you're, you're hearing around here, stuff like that, just in a way that it's still pop. But I still lived in Nashville for seven years. I still have a little bit of that in me. And so, and Dave Cobb is, you know, the king of producing in Nashville. Yeah. So. And, and back to like saying how he is all about like the vocals. Um, that's one thing that really drew my attention. The first listen on this EP is that like you're being vulnerable and you're being open to a whole new audience, but at the same time, you're not covering your voice with instrumentation. Like I feel like your voice is the instrument and everything else is just, um, just there as background, right? Like, so was that an idea that you and Cobb had, or is that something that, you wanted to do but maybe it was difficult to do because you were putting yourself out there even more so i moved to nashville when i was 17 and in the beginning you know i think a lot of the tracks that i did were just because people told me how to do them you know when you're young and naive and um i'd always 
just been a singer and loved songwriting. I, I was never a producer. I didn't know like, oh, you know, the vocals should be turned up. This stuff should be at this level. Like I just didn't know what made things special, if that makes sense. Um, but as I got older and as I lived there longer, I think I started to just really figure out what my sound was. And um, I just kept getting, you know, positive feedback that they wanted my vocal higher. And I was like, okay, let's jack it up. And that's not nerve wracking for you, especially like when you're performing it live? No, not at all. I love singing. That, that was always my favorite. Um, that's why I started all this. I I grew up karaokeing my whole life. I, I love singing. So how did karaoke kind of help you, helped you like discover your voice? Because uh, I feel like with karaoke, we have that go-to, whether it's a song or, or a falsetto that we love to try, even though we may or may not be able to do it. But like, how did you discover your sound and like figure out, all right, I can totally do this? Well, definitely my karaoke days were not where I um, discovered my sound. I was about nine, um, and I'm sure my parents wanted to <laughs> break the karaoke machine with a bat. But um, I think I probably discovered, once I, I taught myself how to play guitar and piano, I think was when I realized I was really serious about this. And, I mean, over the years I started writing, and then from there it just kind of spiraled into me finding my voice and me realizing like I would just write like these like seven minute songs and I was like who do I think I am Led Zeppelin um but as time as time went on like I mean they got shorter and they got better and I started getting positive feedback just from people around town and that helps like having a support system really helps you be like okay I can do this at least for me um but I always I'm not a confident human being but I'm very confident when it just comes to music just because I love it you know, if that makes, not in like an arrogant way, just I, I love it so much. Like I'm going to do it either way, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's not a job. Like it's it's more yeah, of it's a passion. Yeah. It's my love. <laughs> <laughs> now with these six tracks that are on the EP, like what song would you say was like the biggest challenge lyrically for you to write? Carousel probably. That one was like taking a standardized test a little bit. Honestly, like I mean. Interesting I, way to put it. <laughs> it's not, I mean like, you know, there's some rights where you go in and you're like, like like seasons i was so like i had this in my notebook i was like the, the lyric like we had too many choices yeah. for for verses and for the chorus and it was so much fun and i was drinking tequila out of a teacup and i'm with daniel tashian and we're on zoom with jake gosling and i'm like this is the best day ever and then there's other rights where it feels like you're working mm -hmm. you know and that's just how carousel felt but in in the best way like we had written like half of a song and then we were like do we love it and um I was like, I don't think we love it. And so then we scratched it and they asked if I had any other title ideas. And I'm just flipping through my notebook like, let me check if I have any others. And there was one set that said Carousel. And what's weird is the track already sounded similar to something that would be played at a fair, um, if you've heard the track. And uh, once we started writing it, like I knew I wanted to do something about the horses and about the, you know, the painted plastic and stuff like that. Like the lyrics really mean so much to me. But it took just some finessing, like rhyming and, you know, making it all make sense with the melody. But that's part of songwriting, you know, put, put in the work. <laughs> what about vocally? Which song would you say was like the biggest challenge for you? Um, I mean, none of them are challenging in like a belting way. Mm -hmm. I think her sometimes, it's more of a talky song and it, it is more track based. And so like perform, performing it live with a track is totally fine, but sometimes when it's just acoustic, like I love playing four in the morning and um, 
Sad Bird still sings and stuff, but yeah. her we wrote to a track, and sometimes ones like those like are harder to, not harder to sing in person, but they don't give the same effect like they do with the track, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, it, nothing kills me up there <laughs> yet, <laughs> so... Now talk to me about the writing process between, I'm actually like, I'm not sure which one to even ask about because I, I really, I loved Sad Bird Still Sings and I also uh, love, I still love you. Or I'm still in love with you, right? I still love you. I oh, still love right. you. Um, so those two, those two songs, like what was that writing process like for those tracks in particular? Like, did you come into the session, like knowing that that's what you were going to write or was this another her situation where it's just like kind of flowed out at you? Uh, Sad Bird Still Sings, I was actually in Zion, um, like the national park, and I knew, I was when I just signed with Atlantic, and they were like, okay, you're doing an EP, and I was like, okay, so I had to go write for it, and it was still during the, and I was like, I'm not writing in this apartment for one more day, I can't do it, I had just written for a month in my apartment over Zoom. And so I was Your like, apartment as in Zion or no, in, Nashville. Oh, in Nashville. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going on a trip and went on a trip and was in the hotel during the day. Would, you know, go on hikes and stuff, go in the hot tub, hang out. But I had, still had to write. I was, I was there to work. Yeah. But um, I had written with Dan Henning and it was my first time meeting him over Zoom. And I was like, so I have this title. I've had it for like a year, but I don't know yet what to do with it. And then as we started talking longer, you know, I was opening up to him and telling him a story and he was like, there you have it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. So then we wrote it and I went on a hike that night. <laughs> it sounds like everybody that's, that was involved during these sessions, whether a producer or, uh, or co-writers, like, it sounds like they already knew that you had stuff in mind. All they had to do was just ask you. <laughs> yeah. I'm an open book and I'm, I come prepared with emotions. Yeah. I'm a feeler. <laughs> <laughs> so with the EP as a whole, like what makes you, what is the proudest moment that you've had? Like either during the writing session, during the recording session, or even now that it's out? I think just watching it all come together. Like when you're writing something, the most nerve wracking thing was like, you know, I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. Like I'm not a, like a model or like all the different things or like an actress or all the things that come with, you know, making an EP. But it was such a great challenge just to like, be on a set where you're doing a photo shoot and a music video the same day and you then you have a stylist and you're trying to pick out like what what's your look and I know what my look is but just like putting it together like it was it just felt so messy for so long but then all of a sudden I saw it all come together and I was like oh my gosh that's the EP that's it that's what we had envisioned so I think that was the coolest part that's really cool well I'm super excited about the EP. I'm excited that I got introduced to you yeah, um you. and uh I'm really looking forward to more music from you in the meantime like those new fans that are now discovering you because of this EP, like, do you plan to do any tours? Like, any, like, shows coming up? Um, I'm playing lots of shows right now in L.A. And I'm, uh, on Friday I go to play some in Nashville, but this summer I'll be in L.A. Um, but until then, we'll keep you posted. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.